You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Hello, Hoosier fans, and welcome to the 12th and final episode of the Grace Burger Show for this season. We are produced by Assembly Call on the Back Home Network. I'm Jeff Marlowe, your host, along with the star of our show, Grace Berger. And today's episode will be an AMA, Ask Me Anything, episode with questions from our community discussion page at assemblycall.com. And I'd like to introduce Grace and give her a chance to say a few things. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that it's our last episode. I've had a lot of fun um, working with you and and you know, getting questions from the fans and kind of interacting with them and just, um, you know, giving them kind of an insight into Indiana women's basketball. So I'm excited for one last final episode. And I'll kind of start off, Grace, with a question that you and I, um, we chatted about off air a little bit after the last episode that had come out right before we did that episode. So I wasn't ready to ask a bunch of questions about it, but you are part of the new Hoosiers for good collective NIL collective um, with, or I should say not with the university because it's not associated with the university, but you're part of the Hoosiers for good uh, NIL collective. Um, if you could just tell us a little bit about Hoosiers for good and what, and what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, um, when I got reached out, it's something that I was super excited about just because I think it gives all of us an opportunity to kind of give back to the community. Um, you know, that means so much to all of us as IU athletes and that support us and kind of give back to them. And then, um, obviously adding the NIL aspect to it makes it, um, you know, kind of an interesting thing, something that's never really been done before. So, um, you know, it's, it's really cool experience. Um, me and McKenzie will be working with Indiana wish. Um, they're based out of Indiana, Indianapolis and just, um, you know, work with sick kids, um, across the state. So, um, this summer and into next year, we'll kind of get to travel around the state and up to Indy, um, and just really get to, to meet some of these kids and work with them. So, um, you know, we're hoping that we can have an impact on them, but we certainly know that, um, you know, this work is going to have a lot of impact on us too. So uh, we're really excited about it. And so when Hoosiers for Good approached you, did they have in mind Indiana Wish or was that more of, uh, did they like, hey, Grace, is there a group that you would be interested in being with? Um, I think, you know, they did the interview process, um, interviewed each of us and then just kind of figured out which, um, you know, organizations would be the best match um, for each person. So, um, you know, we they thought Indiana Wish would be a good match for me and McKenzie, and they kind of recommended that to us. And then we got to talk to the workers over there, and, you know, we really, you know, clicked right away. So I think it's um, something that we're both – both sides are really excited about. So you have had the opportunity to meet with some of the Indiana Wish people already? Yeah, we got to kind of meet to them and give an overview of – um, what they want from us and what events we'll be doing coming up. So, like I said, we're really excited. Uh, and we're looking forward to those. I know that we had Tyler Asher, my co-host, Kathy Amos, and I on the Doing the Work podcast had Tyler Asher from Hoosiers for Good on with our last episode. And he talked about uh, two things. One, that there's you know some of the expectations that you have, uh, all the athletes have in Hoosiers for Good, not just you, um, but also that he kind of tried to pair up uh, athletes like you and McKenzie, because it would be able to work easier around your schedules. He thought. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, me and McKenzie obviously have different schedule than the volleyball players and the soccer players and all that. So, um, it's definitely, you know, makes it really convenient that we're able to work together. 
Did you happen to know anything? I mean, before they approached you, did you know anything about uh, Hoosiers for Good or was it like very first time that you'd heard about it? Yeah, I think they kind of tried to keep it pretty secretive um, for the first few months just because, they, you know, everything wasn't final. We hadn't signed the contract. So um, I hadn't seen anything about it on social media or anything. So when they reached out to me, that was kind of the first time I'd heard about it. Okay. And you, you being a fifth, you know, coming back now for your, your fifth year of, of basketball, you've kind of been on both sides of the NIL and, and we're seeing some things out in the media and people are really kind of hammering on NIL. What do you think is, what do you think are some of the positives for student athletes? If you can, I mean, I, I just, I'm not trying to make you the spokesperson for NIL in total, but, but you're on, you've been on both sides before NIL and now, you know, kind of in the NIL era. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's a great thing, um, at least from my perspective. Obviously, there's some other things going on, you know, especially like in men's basketball where it might not be um, the best thing in the world. But for me and for my teammates, you know, we, we've just been able to, you know, kind of the community supports us so much um, in terms of coming to the game and supporting women's basketball. And so now to kind of be able to get paid for, you know, what we do, I think um, it's just an added benefit. Obviously, we're still here to play basketball and that's that hasn't changed um, on our end from what I've seen. Um, we're, we're, we're still athletes, um, students and athletes first, but, um, you know, to be able to work with some of the local businesses has been really cool. I think it's been good to kind of give me some, you know, real world experience, you know, having to do taxes for the first time and stuff like that, um, I think. And just, you know, learning how to how the business world works, working with companies um, myself and with my parents. Um, it's just been a really good experience that I think, um, obviously benefits me and my teammates now, but will in the future as well. And I think you bring, bring up a good point about being able to work with people in the community and things that you you probably would have done a lot of anyway, but now you're, there's just an added benefit to it, as you said. Um, and again, I guess I'm probably awkward way of phrasing it, but just have you had several opportunities in the community? Because I'm not in Bloomington. So I mean, have you had several opportunities to do things in the community since NIL has been initiated? Yeah, um, and I think I'm going to, you know, start doing more um, this summer just because last year it was kind of, you know, you didn't really know what to expect. And then the season came. So um, my main focus has always been school and basketball. Um, but but now that the season's over and we get some kind of free time, I've, um, you know, doing some deals, have some deals in the work with, you know, people in, in local um, businesses um, that I'm really excited about um, because obviously I love Bloomington. So to be able to have kind of a, you know, them support me, but also, you know, me kind of support them, I think is something that that's really cool for me. Um, kind of the last question about NIL and, and, and with this, I know officially the university is not supposed to have any involvement, but are they allowed to at least, I, I guess, educate the word I'll use here. Are they allowed to at least educate you about what, and there is kind of a wild west about the rules, but are they at least allowed to educate you about what NIL is and how you can take advantage of it? I mean, I just don't know. I, I'm seriously, I want to ask that question. I have yeah. no idea what they can do for you. Yeah, IU has been really, really good um, in terms of, you know, really from the first week from before it even happened, we knew it was going to take place. Um, we had a meeting with the athletic department, the athletic director, uh, Scott Dolson and all of them just to kind of talk about it. Um, you know, the, the benefits from it, you know, maybe the downfalls of it, just what to be careful about, um, and definitely the rules. So we've had multiple um, rules, meetings 
with the compliance department, with other groups. Um, so, I mean, we're all really familiar with, with what we can do um, and, how, and how it can benefit us, but also uh, what to avoid. And besides NIL, do you tend to have, do they do a lot of compliance meetings or is that maybe like a once at the beginning of the year type thing, or do they kind of do a periodic compliance meeting with the program? Yeah, we do regular check-ins. So they'll come in, um, I'd say like once a month, once every two months, um, and just kind of give us a recap of, of what's going on. And, um, you know, the stuff that we do at the the big one at the beginning of the year, we have a big meeting um, and just get recaps throughout the year. All right. So we'll, we'll move on from NIL, but I did think that our fans would be interested in, in, in because some people don't listen to our podcast with the doing the work or, or some of the other podcasts. So this is one opportunity they get to know about you and your NIL, NIL work. The Grace Burger Show is presented by Feral Wealth. Farrell Wealth was founded by former IU All-Big Ten defensive end Greg Farrell, who is now experiencing IU all over again as a parent with two girls who are juniors in the IU Media School, interns at the Cuban Center, and own their own business. And you know, Greg learned trust and integrity while playing for legendary coach Bill Mallory, traits he's worked hard to instill in his girls. He also learned how to game plan. Feral Wealth uses these principles to help high net worth individuals and business owners pursue financial success. Wealth planning is their passion, so you can live yours. Their fiduciary plans include investments, insurance, taxes, executive compensation, and charitable giving in this lifetime and beyond. Like any good team, the IU women's basketball team, for example, you need to plan and work the plan. Well, what is your plan? Contact Feral Wealth through all socials at Feral Wealth and their website, feralwealth.com. That's F-A-R-R-A-L-L wealth.com. Feral Wealth is a proud supporter of IU Athletics. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisory firm, member FINRA SIPC. But this will move on. We'll get from Kathy, my co-host. What is your favorite off-season activity that you don't get to do as much of during the season? Um, I say just traveling is a big thing. Obviously, I travel a lot during the season, but um, you're always, you know, there for for a business trip um, and, and to you know, play a game, obviously. So you're not really getting to sightsee and all that. So um, just, you know, going to different places. Um, Next week, I'm going to Chicago to go to a Justin Bieber concert. So obviously, I can't do that. Um, And during the season. So I think just getting a break and getting to travel to see some of my friends and just do different, different things. Would never have pegged you as a Bieber fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Bieber fan. Um, follow up with that then. Um, what would you, what, what's besides Indiana, where's been your favorite place to travel to? I really liked um, the Virgin Islands when we went there. Um, I believe that was my sophomore year. It was mm-hmm. just obviously a really good tournament, but uh, we got to spend a lot of time just kind of seeing the island and going to the beach and just hanging out. So that was probably my favorite place I've been to so far. And you mentioned going to a concert. Do you like going to concerts? I mean, do you like, when you have time, do you go to multiple concerts in the summer or is it maybe just a one-time thing for to see Bieber? Yeah. I mean, whenever Justin Bieber's on tour, I definitely make sure to, to go to a concert. Um, but I do enjoy concerts. Obviously don't have a lot of time for them, but um, I do enjoy it. Um, just kind of when you go on visit, is it, do you have a favorite activity when you go and visit? I mean, are you going to museums? Or are you just hanging out, you know, kind of just visiting or do you have specific things you like to do? 
I am. I mean, I have, you know, a lot of whether they're ex teammates from high school or college that just kind of live um, across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I have a couple of teammates in Chicago. Um, so just kind of get, getting up to stay with them for a couple of days and see the stuff that they do. Um, you know, obviously I've been to Chicago a lot, but just to see the different things and um, get different experiences in new cities, I think is something that I enjoy. Did you go to little five this year? No, I, I didn't get to go. Um, okay. I saw a couple of my teammates were were honored at the event. Um, so I, you know, kind of lived through them, um, <laughs> the experience, but I didn't go myself. All right. Well, that's really not traveling, but I, I had to ask since little five <laughs> is such a big event. Um, mm-hmm. This comes from Sean. Uh, what are your off-season goals? I'll start with this. Just to go with that first, he's kind of a two-part, but what are your off-season goals? I mean, I have a lot of them, obviously, three-point shootings, a big one for me personally, um, you know, and then I think just to be a leader for the new team coming in, because we have, we do have so many different people this summer, it's going to be a completely different team with a lot of young freshmen coming in, a lot of transfers coming in. So just um, kind of stepping up and being that leader, um, because we did lose, you know, some leaders from last year. So, um, you know, just obviously my three-point shooting on the court, I think is the biggest thing. And then um, off the court, just being a good leader, using my voice and and setting, you know, a good model for them. And just, I think you answered, we asked this in the last episode a little bit with you and I, but in case for anybody who missed that, when can the transfers and the incoming freshmen, when are they able to start working out with you? Um, our transfers will be here, I believe the first week of June. I mean, we'll all start working out together as a team. And then the freshmen usually come um, about two weeks after that. So um, we'll get eight weeks with the transfers and then six weeks in the summer with the freshmen. And I think you kind of answered this, but I'll ask the second part of Sean's question. What things are you planning to work on? Yeah, I mean, again, my, my three-point shooting, that's something I've been saying for the past couple of years. That's a big thing. Um, we'll be in the gym working on that. Um, and then I think, um, you know, defense, I think, is a big thing that, you know, Coach Morin's never satisfied with um, for many of us. So, um, even in the summer, when it's a lot of skill development, we'll be doing a lot of defense. So just working on that, um, you know, finishing at the rim, footwork around the rim, maybe posting up smaller guards. So there's a lot of different things that that I can kind of work on. But three-point shooting, like I said, is definitely the main focus. Well, that kind of gets me into a couple of follow-ups I had with that is um, how much – because the summertime rules are uh, totally different than your in-season rules. So how much contact are you allowed to have with the coaches in the summer? And like, for example, how much time can they be on the floor with you? Yeah, so I believe it's um, eight hours a week we get total. Um, and then only four hours of those can be like actually on the court. So we usually do um, like I'd say four, maybe five, 30 to 45 minute, um, whether they're individual workouts or small group workouts um, in the summer. So, um, you know, pretty much five days a week we're on the court um, with the coaches um, okay. one on one or like I said, small groups just working on what we need to work on. And at this point, like right now, you still have the people. Okay, first of all, I kind of ask you this, because I don't know NCAA rules. Would the kids who have used up their eligibility, and Allie and Alexa um, and Nicole, are they allowed to work out with you? Like if you wanted to call them up and say, hey, let's go play over at Cook Hall, could they work out with you? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they can do whatever they want. They don't have to follow NCAA rules anymore. So um, the coaches can work them out. I could work out with them. Um, 
Yeah. So they're, you know, they're still around, um, still using cook hall and all of that. Uh, the reason I ask is like for us at the high school level, once you graduate, technically we're not um, supposed to have you in playing with the younger kids. And that's why I was curious yeah. about whether they could come in. So at this point is you talked about leadership. So does that kind of now maybe become your role to, and I know it's probably not as hard as I'm going to make it sound, but be like, Hey, you know, let's get over to cook at three 30 and we're going to play, you know, an hour pickup, you know, five on five, four on four, whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, definitely just being the oldest, um, being around the longest. Um, I think, you know, I will kind of take that role, but Obviously, there's other people, um, you know, the person that comes to mind, Mackenzie, she'll she'll help me out with that. She's been here four years, too. So, um, you know, she'll help me out with that. It's not just in, solely on my shoulders, um, not just that, but all the leadership aspects. So um, it's definitely a role I'm stepping into, but but not by myself. And this this was a question I saw online as I was preparing for the episode this week and um, just kind of when we say it, it was kind of about high quality reps and I guess the question is, is everything you're doing in your off season workout? And, and I'm not trying to get you in trouble and answer here. It's just that we always have this vision, I guess my age, like Billy Donovan, you, there used to be the three t-shirt workout where he'd go so hard. He sweat through a t-shirt, take it off, do another one. You know, that type of, so exactly is everything done at game speed for you during the off season like this? Is that the goal? I mean, pretty much everything um, throughout throughout the season um, and in the off season is, season is done um, at game speed, at least you know in our program um, and from what I've seen in college basketball. So um, yeah, we're we're definitely we not on the court for uh, two three hours in the off season. We're just on it, like I said, for 30, 40 minutes, getting really intentional game like reps. Um, so it's definitely game speed, and we're definitely sweating through our t shirt at the end of the workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so from that standpoint, how important in the summertime, especially, do you think rest and recovery is to part to the development of your game and not just your game, but anybody's game, but we're, we're talking about you specifically, obviously. Um, I mean, I think first of all, you get a lot of rest um, after the season, we get two weeks off or normally um, a lot of us aren't really doing anything in terms of basketball, just to give our body a break. Um, and then April and May are, are really spent working on, kind of our bodies, just getting lifts in, getting some conditioning in, um, and maybe some light basketball. Um, and then, but, you know, by the time June rolls around, we're pretty much recovered from the season, um, had a couple months to recover. Um, and so at that point, you know, we're really, really training hard. I um, mean, we still get two off days a week, um, at least. So um, we definitely have time to recover, but when, you know, when we're going, we're usually going pretty hard. So how would you judge a good workout versus uh, maybe an average workout? I mean, what's kind of your criteria for you personally? Um, I think the biggest thing that I learned um, when I got to college that differentiated a good workout versus an average workout was um, just, you know, how, how much intentional work you get in. So in high school, I would be, you know, shooting around for two, three hours, um, whereas now I, I'm in there for. 25, 30 minutes, and I'm getting in a lot more work than I was during those three hours in high school. So, um, you know, I think just not necessarily that it's a, you know, a long workout, but just that you got good quality workout um, within that short time period is what I'd probably judge it on. Okay. And this question comes from Nadia, our 10 year old fan. Uh, she wanted to know, did you do anything different to prepare for the NCAA tournament games or did you treat you and the team treat it like a normal game? Yeah, I mean, we treat every game, um, you know, every game is such a big deal at this level. 
um, you know, when there's not a lot of margin for error um, between you and the next team. So uh, we, we treat every game serious. I will say in the NCAA tournament, we don't have quite as much warm up time as we normally do. So um, we might only have 20 minutes um, that we kind of have to work with where normally we'll be on the court for like two hours before. So that's definitely different, but um, the mindset and everything um, is pretty much the same. So that's interesting. I never thought about that because like we'll see pictures on Twitter or or on other spots online like you guys in the gym at Assembly Hall, especially for a home game where you guys are there, like you said, an hour and a half, two hours before getting up shots. Um, is that kind of NCAA policy that, or is that just maybe because you're playing the second game compared to a first game of, you know, so I just kind of curious is if you know, whether that's because I thought I find that interesting. You're talking about the difference in, in warmup time. Yeah. I mean, um, like for the big 10 tournament, for example, um, you know, obviously if we're like the second game or the fourth game in a day, you only have a certain amount of time uh, between games. So if you're that first game, you might have a little bit more time just because that's how it works out. But um, in between the games, I think they try to make it obviously a small amount of time um, as quickly as a turnaround as you can possibly get. So um, I think 25, maybe 30 minutes is pretty typical um, in a tournament setting like that. Support for the Grace Burger Show is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, where they have one of the most extensive collections of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. And it's not just IU apparel. They have over 100 colleges and universities and what they do is they go back into history and they pull out old vintage brand marks that haven't been used in a long time but that still look really cool and that have this really great kind of nostalgic appeal and they pull them into modern day and they've created such a great niche because you know a the the actual material that their stuff is printed on the shirts the crew neck sweaters the hoodies it's really comfortable it holds up when it's washed and then the logos all look just so cool it's just such a unique niche uh, that they have. Then you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, again, look through over 40 items uh, of IU apparel. IU is their original school, and so that's what they have the most of. But you can also browse through all of their other colleges and universities as well. And when you're ready to purchase, if it's your first time there, use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E. That will give you 15% off your first order. So again, it's homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. Uh, So we'll kind of move away just into some kind of general um, questions, but this one is a little bit athletic related. What is the greatest, just your opinion here, what do you think is the greatest challenge most college athletes slash basketball players are facing today? Uh, that's a that's you know a loaded question. I, I, I maybe it's not a fair question either. I just yeah. I saw that question for that somebody had posted in another chat. That I thought you know uh, about a different discussion. And I was just curious what my, maybe you thought. If you don't, have, if yeah, you don't, I just, I, I'd say there's a lot of things. I mean, time management has always been such a big thing. Just dealing with school, I'm in basketball, and then this day and age, I'd say social media is also um, a big thing that I think is hard for a lot of athletes, especially the younger ones. Um, in college, um, just because once you make it to college, you obviously have a larger platform. You have a lot of more eyes on you, a lot more, um, I guess, pressure from social media, stuff like that. So I think um, that's a thing that's kind of unique to the time we're living in now. Um, even with NIL and stuff like that, I'd say there's just more um, you know, pressure maybe from social media than obviously there has been in the past. I think that's, I think those are awesome answers in terms of, of, of kind of putting you on the spot, but you just kind of go back to social media. You are on Twitter. 
Um, do you think it's more of um, younger kids, especially have to learn to ignore some of the stuff they may see on social media rather than what they're posting or a little bit of both? Yeah. I mean, I think um, we're really lucky because we have a great fan base, obviously. So, um, you know, most of the things we see is, uh, you know, very nice stuff. Um, and so I do enjoy getting on Twitter, but obviously, you know, every once in a while, uh, I think there's some, some mean comments, whether it's on an Instagram post or Twitter, um, that, you know, someone like me who's been here for going on five years, it doesn't, doesn't bother me, but maybe the freshmen coming in, this is the first time they might experience something like that, just being on a platform, like, um, playing a sport for Indiana women's basketball. So, um, I think, you know, yeah, for the freshmen, it's definitely, um, something that they have to adjust to. And like with an incoming freshman, is that just kind of a natural thing for one of you to take them under your wing, kind of, you know, to be like, you know, kind of to teach them the ropes? Um, Because, you know, obviously they don't get there till June. So it's and the transfers are going to be a little different. They're older. They've been through a lot of the the stuff. So, you know, is that just something that you guys as a team, you know, the leadership just like, hey, we need to make sure these kids are doing kind of the way the IU way, I guess I would put it the way you guys want it to be done and understand that, that, you know, some of the stuff on social media and stuff, you can't believe everything and, and all that. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, and that's not just in the social media aspect, but um, coach Morin's really big on, I think, you know, having us being a player led team. So um, the older, you know, girls like me, like McKenzie that have been here for four or five years, uh, we know how Coach Morin wants things. We know what we stand for and, and how we want to represent um, IU. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we recruit really good kids. So they're all really good kids, but they're definitely, you know, for any freshman is a transition period, um, maybe where there needs, you know, just how they mature throughout their first couple of years of college. Um, so, you know, as soon as they get here, we're definitely going to show them how things are done um, on the court, in the classroom, um, on social media, all, all of that stuff. And you are a grad student, as we've talked about a couple of different times on the show. Will you be taking classes this summer? You, like summer yeah. school classes? Yeah. So we all have to take classes um, in the summer so we can obviously so we can work out. Okay. Um, so if we didn't take classes, I don't believe we could work out. So, you know, we're all doing both. Yeah. I did not realize that that part was, that was part of the rule. I knew a lot of kids did, but I didn't realize there was a kind of that stipulation to it. Um, that being said, I'll kind of go to my, this question. I had it a little out of order, I guess. And maybe the pandemic has done away some of this. Maybe if something more of your freshman year or, or your sophomore year before the pandemic, does the team do any retreats or, or activities in the summer for team bonding? Like, you know, you used to see kid, you know teams go off and do like a camp for a weekend or two, a zip line trip, you know? So do you guys, have you guys done those type of things in the program? Um, we've never, you know, gone away on a weekend trip like that. Um, but we'll, you know, we definitely do team bonding things um, all the time, not necessarily, you know, camps like that, but just, to spend time with each other, um, especially with such a new team this summer. We'll do a lot of things just to get to know each other, whether that's attending, you know, a WNBA game up in Indy or, um, you know, going out to dinner um, as a team or or going, you know, one thing we like to do is go on the boat on Lake Monroe. So um, there's a bunch of different things that we've done in the past um, that we'll definitely do, especially in the summer when we have a little bit more free time. Um. That being said, I just kind of went, lost my train of thought here. You were talking about you know, the summer once the kids get there. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. That's because you mentioned something that it, it clicked for me for about 20 seconds. All of a sudden, I lost my train of thought. My bad, my apologies. Um, 
but you were talking about the younger kids coming in and, and, and such an important part of getting them acclimated. Um, oh, I know what it was. And I think you've answered this before on another, but do you guys, or you've mentioned you and you have an apartment, you and you and a few of your teammates have an apartment, do the freshmen, they live in the dorms, correct? Yeah. They'll live in, um, Briscoe, Briscoe dorm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I just, I guess I, so you're not all like in a living facility together, like some places I've seen at least, you know, in some sports anyway. So I thought you'd answer that. I couldn't remember that was, was, um, another question I got for you. And this is kind of, again, just a general question. What's the best piece of non-basketball advice you've gotten from coaches that you wouldn't mind sharing with our fans? Um, I mean, I think um, Coach Morin is just really big on on treating people right. Um, and that has nothing to do with basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, she always says to, to do the little things when nobody's watching, whether that's, you know, talking to, to somebody that, um, you know, talking to the janitor that works at, at Cook Hall, um, just getting to know those people um, that are really helping you out um, as a student athlete at IU, or um, even she she loves to use this example, putting your shopping cart up um, after you, you know, shop at Kroger or Walmart or whatnot. Um, just, you know, doing, doing the right thing, being a good person, um, treating people right, because obviously no matter what um, aspect of life you're talking about, whether that be basketball or, or your work life or personal life or anything like that, treating people right I'll always come back around and I think be good karma for you um, in the future. So, I mean, she, she's, she's just really big on being a good person um, off the basketball court. Yeah. And, and I guess you are, you know, we always kind of used to talk with our players kind of about the same thing, but is it you played high school basketball and, and, and obviously I'm not trying to, to tell anybody everything we don't know, but, but I mean, you're on a campus of 30 plus thousand kids, Bloomington itself, besides the students when they're there, a pretty good sized city, but yet still that idea that you people know who you are, even when you won't know who they are. Yeah. I mean, it's always, I think, um, you know, something that's, that's special to me when, um, I'm out in public and especially the little girls will come up to me and um, just, you know, just tell me how much, you know, our, our team means to them and how good of role models we are for them. And I think that's something that means a lot to me um, just because, you know, not that long ago, I was obviously that little girl looking up to, to women's college basketball players um, around where I was from. So um, I think, you know, anytime someone someone recognizes us and just tells me how much, you know, our program has, has meant to them personally. I think it's um, something that's really special to me. Um, I, yeah, I just, cause I know sometimes you'll hear people not in IU, but I mean, you just see people like general people who will be like, it just which seem to be so hard to be kind of in that fishbowl where everybody is like, you know, that was Grace Berger. And, and, you know, just, you know, there's not much anonymity anymore, I guess, for a, a division one athlete. Yeah, I mean, with social media and everything, everybody kind of knows. Um, and then obviously with the success we've had as a women's basketball team, um, I think we've gotten more publicity and, and people kind of recognize us locally. But it's definitely a, a really good thing uh, for sure. And speaking of publicity, I was just thinking of this as well. Uh, ESPN came out with their way too early top 25 today. And I know you will be one who will say it doesn't matter what ESPN says in May, but they had you guys at number 11 in case you didn't see it. Um, And again, a lot of puzzle pieces that have to be put into the puzzle now with some kids leaving and kids coming in. But do you feel like there's still that same kind of vibe about going into next season with with what your goals have become to go deep in the tournament? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think um, anybody really realizes how excited we are um, as a team about the new pieces that we're bringing in. Um, obviously, some really, really good transfers that, that again, I don't think um, people necessarily realize how good they're going to be for us. So, um, and then, and then the freshmen, um, you know, they might not be uh, McDonald's All Americans or anything like that, but they're they're really talented. Um, I've obviously, you know, got to know them and got and got to watch them play some. So. Um, you know, we're really excited about next year. We feel like we have every bit, you know, as good as a team as we did last year. Um, and we feel like, you know, we're easily a top top 10, top top five team in the country. Um, yeah. So we really like the pieces we have and we're really excited about next year for sure. And the fan base, I think, is still as excited as they've been the last couple of years. And, and that's because they understand what you guys between especially you, Mac, the returning kids. And, and they're excited, as you said, about some of the, the newcomers. We're excited to see them as well. So, Grace, I'll give you a chance here to kind of wrap up this episode. And if you got anything else you'd like to add to our fans or or just, to, you know, any thank yous you may want to make as we wrap up the Grace Burger Show for the season. Yeah, I mean, first, I just want to thank you for making it happen. Obviously, um, you know, thank Assembly Call for making it happen. Um, it's been a lot of fun um, just to have the opportunity to talk about Indiana women's basketball. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that I'm so excited about. And, you know, you slowly see the community um, getting, you know, just as excited about us and, and really our followings growing. So um, I just want to thank, you know, you all for, for giving me the opportunity to talk about women's basketball and kind of grow that. Um, as much as I can in our community. It's been a really fun experience. And then obviously the fans, um, thank you for for listening to the show and just supporting our team um, throughout the year. And I just, you know, hope we can um, get the same support next year. And I know we will. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just anytime I can talk about Indiana women's basketball, it's something that I'm extremely grateful for. So, so thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for, for being such a, a, a great co uh, star of our show. And I, I really have enjoyed the time with you and Grace and I would both like to thank Farrell wealth and home field apparel for their sponsorship of the show this season. We both like to thank Jared Morrison assembly call for the opportunity of this show. Uh, Jared giving me the opportunity to host and, and to reaching out to Grace to, to, to make it happen. Uh, we, uh, like Grace said, thank you to the listeners, the viewers of the show, and the ones who have submitted questions as well over the over the season. And last, I want to thank Grace uh, for being so willing to give her time. She is a student athlete, and she we're talking off air here. She just finished up her last final this morning, so she's she's been you know obviously a busy busy um, person and student athlete. And I want to thank her for making time for me on these twelve episodes. Uh, and she's a great ambassador of the IU women's program, and 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 the fan base is is, is very grateful for her uh, being an Indiana Hoosier. And we hope that everybody's enjoyed the show this season. And, and again, hopefully, you know, you've, if you enjoyed it and you're watching this on the YouTube feed, you can put in comments and, and, and let us know what you have thought of the show. And again, want to wish Grace and everything a best, a best of grit, a good summer and have, you know, a safe summer as she goes out uh, after as school ends. So we hope that everybody has enjoyed it, like I said, and, and that's all we have for this episode. For Grace Berger, I'm Jeff Marlowe. Until we speak again, remember, go Hoosiers.